the gods. Wow, it is exciting. Yes, We're going to talk about it. It's exciting. We're all together. Praise Yahweh. This is Nina. And Ruth. And Mary. And, uh, we're just so happy to uh, be here to connect with you all. We just want you all to know, everyone who is listening in right now, we just love you. We just send just the the love of the Father's heart, of Yahweh's heart, out to you right now as yes. we talk about autosomes. Yes. Talk about yes. autosomes. It's an interesting topic, isn't it, ladies? Oh, my gosh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But Actually, uh, what, it's, yeah. it's life-altering. Oh, that's good. That's good, Ruthie. It is. Yeah, it is life altering, but it's exciting because it is something that's new. It's it's not something that's talked about too often nowadays, although there are a group, a nation of sons that are beginning to talk about it and engage with it more, the autosome. So let me just set, set the stage a little bit about what this means in the mobile court, which is the mobile court of heaven, which is the first court that we engage with as Yahweh gives us more authority, spiritual authority, authority, and allows us to move to the other 10 courts in the, in the kingdom realm. We're not going to get into that, but I do want to talk about the three levels that need to be addressed in the mobile court. We call it the mobile court because it's mobile. It moves. It's also called the court of accusation because in the Bible, it says that uh, the evil evil is the accuser of the brethren, right? Right. And so, the mobile court is movable because wherever you are, you can enter into court. You can access it. You can access it. You can right. activate it. You can access it. Mm-hmm. So the three layers that we deal with in terms of admitting and repenting for our sins, the mobile court is to admit and repent. It's not a court of intercession. It's a court to admit and repent of your sins. When you admit and repent of your own sins, that's the first layer. But then there's the second layer, which is the generational sins, the generational sins. And we've we've dealt with that. We understand that. You know, Ruthie and I used to have a deliverance ministry and we would always call out the generational sins and all that. Right. But yet people still weren't. (laughs) They might have been delivered for that particular time and purpose, but it wasn't dealing with the root. It wasn't going to the root. It wasn't going to the record from which the sin first entered until we got a chance to listen to a gentleman by the name of Ian Clayton. And um, there's some other folks out there that also teach about it. Mike Parsons and some other Lindy masters, some other folks, but really we listened to Ian Clayton was our first introduction into it. And he started talking about dealing with the root, the autosome, which means the record uh, that's in your DNA that goes back beyond Adam and Eve. That's now, right. What do I mean by that? Beyond Adam and Eve. What I mean is when they sinned in the garden, in other words, they chose to forsake Yahweh and instead listen to the desires and the thoughts of evil, right? The adversary. Right. They opened up a door, a platform. For now, the pattern of evil that came from the adversary to enter into their generational line. That's right. So now the record that we carry goes back 
further than Adam and Eve to the adversary, to the reptilian seed that is now in our generational line. Now, it wasn't just that transaction that took place. Many of our ancestors traded, in other words, traded power, money, or wealth for traded uh, traded their seed, the human seed, in exchange for the adversary to give them money, power, and wealth, okay? Traded their seed, your prosperity, your authority and power that you should be having today. Your inheritance. Was, your inheritance, thank you, Mary, was traded away. And in its place, evil was then able to gather, gather what was belonging to you, okay? And take it and use it for evil against your own generational line. Yes. Now, you know, the Bible talks about there were giants in those days. There right. were ne giants, Nephilim. There were men of renown in those days. This is the mixed seed that was taking place, the mixed seed between human DNA and, and, and non-human DNA that was taking place during that time. In fact, that's why the world, they were thinking of evil was only evil in their hearts. That's why it had gotten so evil that Yahweh wanted to destroy this planet because there's so much bizarre mixing going on that was taking place. And so he wanted to destroy it with the flood. And so some people say, well, if he destroyed it with the flood, how did that DNA still come about? How did it come about? Well, it came about through the children of Noah. Yes. Now, how do we know that? Because we can go look at David. David was around mighty men, men of renown in David's right. day. Also, if you look at the children of Israel, when they were going to the promised land, they say they were giants. They were big and the, and the, and the grapes were as big as them. So we know that there was still genetical identification of mixed seed that was going on that folks has been carried down throughout our generational line and the only way to get rid of it is to address the record from when it came place so let me let's talk more about the record let's say for example you have a court case and the attorney is is has done his or her due diligence and started off with the initial filing the initial pleading Okay, the initial record of the litigation, why, how the facts, how everything came about. And then it was on, it went on and went on and it litigated. And then all of a sudden the person says, you know what, I want to switch attorneys. Let me let me give the case over to Nina. So the client comes to me and says, I had this one attorney, but you know what? I I prefer to deal with you. Can you help me with this case? What would I do as an attorney? I would go back and say, okay, well, let me look at the record. Let me look at the beginning when the initial pleading was filed and see how everything came about. So I hope that's clear to you all or that gives you a better understanding of, well, you've got to go back to the initial entrance of the sin, dealing with the root to fully eradicate it so that we can walk in our full, full destiny, our destiny scrolls, mature in our levels of spiritual maturity in the kingdom realm and rule and reign as sons to have access to the other courts of heaven where you're not constantly admitting and repenting. In fact, in 
in several of the other courts of heaven, you're actually legislating, you're ruling and reigning. That's right. You're governing. It's mm-hmm. called a court. It doesn't necessarily, some of them are called courts. They don't necessarily function like the mobile court, but you're able to legislate and you're able to have that sphere of influence, mm-hmm. all right, through mm-hmm. your legislation that Yahweh has mandated you, given you permission. And so then your interaction with evil is from a place of rest and not constantly from a place of warring and constantly from a place of struggling and battling. So let's talk about then what the autosome actually is physically, what it looks like your DNA. So you've got some chromosomes and then you have some autosomes, right? You've got pairs at 22, right? 22 chromosomes but they're pairs yeah a pair of chromosomes is concerned an autosome that's what i mean i mean i said chromosomes i meant to say autosomes 22 autosomes and two pairs of chromosomes which identify your gender the rest so 24 altogether 24 altogether right two of them are your chromosomes right the other 22 pairs are your autosomes now i want to encourage you all to look it up take a google autosomes and take a look and see how they look so when you google it what you're going to see is a general term of chromosomes and then you're going to see it broken down into the 22 autosomes okay, good. and two allosomes so don't be confused because when we're discussing this, we will refute. We will refer to the allosomes, those two chromosomes that define our sex, right? And then we will refer to the twenty-two pairs of autosomes. Good. These ladies explain that really well. See, that's why we're at bench of three. <laughs> now, now, don't let it um, confuse you, because as you're looking at it, it'll say you have twenty-two. Pairs of diploid genomes. That's correct. Yeah. So don't let that confuse you. Those that twin those 22 pairs of diploid genomes are your autosomes. That's correct. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, get really scientific But for some of you all, you may like the science in it. Feel free to investigate this on your own. We're just giving you a head start. But when you look it up, you're also going to be given a picture of right. what those autosomes look like. Yes. And it's fascinating to see the, not only the strands, but the different sizes of strands that you right. have, oh, which also good. have little markings in them. Yeah. And if you expand that picture and look into it a little further, you will see those markings inside those autosomes. And that's what we're talking about. That's so right. awesome. I'll, I want to, before we get into what those markings mean, the revelation that Yahweh has given to us, um, a little bit more sciencey in that the your molecular structure and what what you're made out of is actually mostly water, and in that water carries the vibration, frequency, and sound of your genetic makeup of every decision. Everything that was said and done by your ancestry on your mother's side and on your father's side, which came together to make up your DNA is in your DNA, in your right. autosomes, the vibration and frequency and sound to carry. And water is a powerful thing. 
water holds memory. Yes. And it forms patterns. And so the memory, the echoing, and Rural Kakadesh told me this the other day, the actual echoing, the sound of the decisions and the choices that your ancestry have made is in your DNA. They're in your autosomes for good or uh, for good mm-hmm. or bad. Right. So many a times the things that are happening to you, the sounds, the thoughts that you're thinking are actually the echoing of your ancestry. You think it's your own thoughts. And then that's what's called an epigenetic trigger. You trigger off of that and you choose something. A situation happens in your life, maybe a trauma or something that comes in your life. And because of that trigger, the echoing, you think it's your thoughts and then you choose to walk down a pathway that is not the pathway that Yahweh wants. It's the pathway, pathway that your ancestors took over and over and over again, which is why you see that the generational issues in your family line. And this is where sometimes you look up and you say, why did I do that? Do that, right. Why did I do that? Why am I feeling this pull? Mm. Why is this having this influence over me? And this is why when we pray and we have not felt that release, we have not felt something stop, even though we've been diligent, where we've been in our prayer groups like I was, and we were praying over generational sin and saying, cut it off. It's over. I repent. No, we have to go back to the record of where it was inserted into that strand and get rid of it. So give us some Bible verses too. I know folks are probably wondering, Ruthie, give us some Bible verses. <laughs> like what? what? Okay. You know? uh, so, so Nina, you talked about water. Yes. We have to remember our body is made up of more than 75% water. Yes. So in Ephesians 5, it um, talks about marriage and husbands and wives and families, but Verses 26 and 27, Yahweh tells us so that he might sanctify the church, which is us. I am the church, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Okay, you getting that? Washing us with water, uh, washing, using water with the word, so that... He, Yahweh, might present me, the church, to himself without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. So Mary talked about the spots on our autosomes. Those are the spots we're talking about. He's talking about in Ephesians 5. And in that scripture, he ends it by saying, we will be holy and without blemish. Blemish, mm. exactly. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yes. Come on. I'm going to be holy and without blemish. But, Yay. but is it possible? Here's the thing. We read these scriptures over and over again, but do we see, do we really see the revelation and the mystery that's in it? You mean we, Yahweh is expecting us, if he says, would he tell us to be holy if he didn't think we could be? Yes. Yeah. Right. Be holy as I am holy. That's present tense. Be holy as I am holy. So I can be holy. I am holy. I will be holy because he said so. But 
I have to press in and make the effort to grab onto it yeah. and to process it and let right. it unfold because we are in a sanctifying process. Yeah. Now, we also have to remember that he is no respect of persons. What he's done for one, he'll do for another. And That's he right. said that Noah was flawless in his genes. That's right. So if Noah was flawless, then I, as I'm being washed with the water by the word, I can be flawless in my genes. So that's what we're talking about here. What is the process of getting rid of the spots? But Ruthie, this is the hope that we've been promised. Right. This is what Christ came for. So mm -hmm. this is absolutely glorious to be able to walk in righteousness today yes. in our lives here for the purpose of becoming all that he said we are to be. And let us not forget that he is making us like himself. So our right. light is not just a word. Our light is a frequency yes. and a release of him on the earth today. That's right. That's right. So basically what we have to do is bring those spots into the light. Yes. Out of the darkness, Glory. into That's the it. light, because the darkness is what chains us to the record of our DNA. Mm. Not only do we bring it into the light, this is awesome, because we know that blood is coagulated. Come on now, light. Coagulated so, light, right? Blood. I nearly said that. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> coagulated blood. Let me, let me put it blood. this way coagulated blood is light is what I'm trying to say. Right. So it is the cleansing of our record by the blood of Yeshua that brings us into the light. And this is why it is important to address the autosomes. This is why it's so important folks. So let's talk about how you do that in the court how we take these things that are hidden and bring them into the light yes exactly how do we and i think the, yes. the first thing we have to do is make a decision that we're going to do this and yes. then stick with it because in deuteronomy 30 verse 19 yahweh is talking to the children of israel and he told them today I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you. I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses you choose. So we have to make a decision to choose and to push through with this process until we know it's done. Because yes. in that way, we are yes. choosing life. Yes. And so by addressing the autosomes, you're definitely going back further than the third and fourth generation. You know, I know there's some folks that think that that's all you need to do. But here's the question that I really want you to ask yourself. If you are operating in that and still dealing with just the third and fourth, just dealing with your generational sins, maybe your own personal sins, how is that working for you in terms of full victory? Do you still feel feel that there are blocks and barriers and 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 um and something in your life that's preventing you 
from walking in your full destiny. Folks, we're talking about everyone that's listening to this podcast. You have a specific destiny that Yahweh has created you for, a destiny scroll. Not only just an earthly scroll, a heavenly scroll, and also an eternal scroll, okay? So you have scrolls that Yahweh has given you, and your earthly scroll begins whenever you wake up and you're cognitively aware. aware that mm-hmm. that Yahweh is calling you forth as a son to begin to legislate and to rule from the kingdom from the heavenly realms again folks what we are sharing with you is a key to spiritual maturity giving you the ability you the ability to work through your own epigenetic triggers, your own mixed seed that is within and an avenue to work on your personal sins so that you can now fully be able to hear Yahweh, see Yahweh, Hashalush HaKodesh, that's the name of the Trinity, same to see Yeshua, to see Ruach HaKodesh, to see them as you enter into the kingdom and engage with them, to hear them, to be fully surrender to them out of a love a deep love and intimacy and to do his do their do Yahweh's perfect will in your life so I love that Ruth you said first we have to want to do it yes right yes you're right we have to make a choice and the decision now you know you know, we um, we talk about um, uh, patterns. We talk about a, um, Yahweh does not put himself on something that does not look like himself. That is yes. correct. Okay. So can I can I make break this down for for the children listening? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Exodus thirty four seven talks about uh, the the punishment to the third and fourth generation mm-hmm. but the that compounds so if the third generation makes a trade that goes three generations out yes okay so now we're in the sixth generation and if the fourth generation makes a trade that goes out to the eighth generation yes. so just look at it like this okay um when when they do excavations of ancient cities, they t- they uncover a layer and they find buildings. Right. But once they uncover that layer, they find other buildings under that that those buildings were put on, but the building that they just uncovered had added to the foundations. Right. So when when you go back, if you look at a foundation, whatever whatever is in there, where the doors are, where the windows are, where the, where the plumbing is, where the electrical is, they're going to build on that foundation. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes along and says, okay, I want to expand this house and make six more rooms, the foundation um, is added, and now what's built on top of that adds to the original foundation plus what is added. 
Right. So when we look, Excellent. when we looking at our our uh, DNA, we're not just looking at what we see right now. Why all of a sudden do I want to go out clubbing where it's not in me? It may be three or four levels down in your in in your autosomes. Mm-hmm, and you yeah. say, why in the world am I doing like that? Nobody in my family, my parents didn't do that. My grandparents didn't do that. My great-grandparents didn't even do that. But because it's in the pattern of your foundation, it'll be there until you until you remove it. That's just for, for people like me who have to have a visual. Mm-hmm, that's and, excellent. You know, right. And when when that person does that, it's because a trigger happened. Exactly. They weren't fully aware that there had already been a platform laid down in their generation. A trigger happened and then the behavior showed up. Another good example of that is, let's say there's someone who's not a drug addict at all. Actually, I know a really good example of this friend of mine's son. And he got into a car accident and they gave him prescription drugs. Right. For the pain. For the pain. Mm -hmm. He took one take, one um, ingestion of that drug, turned him him into an addict. Was never Mm -hmm. an addict before. So much to the point where he was stealing from his parents. He had to get kicked. He got kicked out of the house. He was living on the street. He Mm. could not get rid of that habit. When things like that happen, if you see in your family life that there is chaos or, or, or constant issues or they're attracted to someone who's abusive or there's, um, sexual molestation, uh, even if it's incest, whatever, you better believe it is something that is in the foundation, in the record, in the root. And even if you look at addressing, okay, some generational sins, but you don't go back to the record. And I have to tell you folks, the mixed seed, Cain, that that seed is murder, okay? Reptilian seed. I mean, I, I, I can go on and on. Um, lust and and chaos and strife, okay? There's so many signs in, in terms of our generational line of where that originally goes back to in terms of the, the adversary and other evil beings that once you, and let Rural Kakadesh lead you, once you become knowledgeable and get an understanding of that, you will know exactly where it's coming from. Then you do not have to be afraid. All you've got to do is use the mobile court to address it. But Correct. Wendy, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we actually go about how we address it in the mobile court you said first they have to desire it want to right and then and then you have to look at the patterns in your family okay um my family's from south africa and we have what we call throwbacks so um, my mother was of indian descent my father all kind of mixed stuff but then I mean, we we brown skinned and dark hair and and dark skin. And then all of a sudden, a baby is born who is white with blonde hair and blue eyes and tall, not like the rest of the family. Where did that 
baby come from? It's the it's in the it's in the genes because yes. because of what was what was traded or what was uh, transfers that were made way back in the generations that nobody even saw, and so everybody is saying, okay, who messed with who? But nobody messed with anybody. The mess came way back. Two, three, right. four hundred years, five hundred years before, Thousands. and now it's showing up. Right. So mm-hmm. I just want I just want to add that we have got to go back to the record, like you say, Nina. We can't say okay, four generations, four generations back, because if we do that, stuff is going to keep coming up, as we've That's seen right. with people that we've done deliverance with. That is so, right. That is right. So we have to keep in our mind back to the record, everything we do back to the record. Now, uh, a good way of doing this for me, I did my ancestry, ancestry DNA. So I know where my ancestors have come from and the different regions of the world that they came from. And then I'll know, okay, um, way back in 1066, in this part of the world, they were in can- cannibalism. Or in this part of the world, they had 5,000 gods. And so when I, when I do that, I know what kind of platforms have been established within me. Come on, Ruthie. Awesomeness. Awesome, 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 awesome. And Ruthie, with that decision, we need to, we need to be able to we need to be willing to be open to right. what Holy Spirit wants to show us exactly. in order to deal with us. Because God has never, ever wanted to leave us where we are. He right. never has left us where we are. We actually have physical evidence of that because I no longer look five. Right. I no longer <laughs> look ten. I'm also getting younger and younger every day, but there you go. I'm I'm agreeing with you, Mary, but no, there's physical evidence of the spiritual laws in our world today. He never leaves us where we are. So this is revelation now. And we need to go ahead with that desire that is now stirring in our hearts to move into this total freedom. So how did you, address your autosomes i also did a dna test as well and we're not saying folks you have to do dna DNA testing no okay we're just showing we're just giving you an example of what we've done i did i i'm I'm going to let ruthie discuss how she's done it mary can discuss and then i'll discuss how i've done i think we've all approached it different ways but ruach kakadesh holy spirit is leading and and we'll lead you in the process but so you found out all your generations and then what did you do so I started with the, the lowest percentage because I figured if I if I get rid of that, then I can deal with the next one. So I started with the Philippines. And then I'm looking at the history of the Philippines because that's 7% of my DNA is from there. So I went into the court and I dealt with that and I cleaned that out. We're talking about cannibalism and tribal warfare and selling people into slavery and stuff like that. So that took me quite a few months because I was 
you know, I'm, I'm new in the court and I know I've got to follow protocol or I'm not, because, you know, I mean, I hang with Nina. Nina knows about protocol because she's a lawyer. So I'm following protocol. So then I come to my Indian ancestry with all the thousands of gods. And so I'm going into the court and I'm, dealing with all these thousands of gods and the worship and the and the um you know the the ideas that you 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 gotta worship the cow and you've gotta do this and you've gotta do that and and certain certain people are unclean and other people are above and so I had to deal with all of that. So then I'm coming to Africa. And I'm realizing that my African roots don't come to the West, which means that my ancestors in Africa were selling other people to the tr slave traders to be taken away. My so then people. I, your people. I am so sorry, Nina. I've, okay. I've already dealt sorry. with that in the court. So my That's people... Okay was selling Nina's people and my husband's people to the slave traders. So so then I dealt with that. And then I got to a point where I was at a standstill. I just couldn't move on. I wasn't dealing with the rest of my African or my European ancestry. So then I went through a whole week of deliverance, deliverance, uh, trading, um, Trading my communions on the sea of glass for release and for wiping out of the ancestors. So I'm I'm doing communion. I'm claiming the word because it says washing with water by the word. So the word is my water. So eventually, now I'm I'm gonna be real with you all. Just this last week, I because of because of Passover, I got rid of all the rest of the autosomes. Yeah. <laughs> but it has taken how many years? Three, three years, four years? But it, it took years, and it doesn't have to take years for for people because I'm just going by um how I felt. So yeah, it was two I years for to... you. But how yeah. Did you, two, yeah, two years for you. But how did you feel? Tell folks how you felt. What was the difference you felt when you had the release, the cleaning, the cleansing? From, well, initially, initially, I was wiped out. I mean, because this is physical. You know, it's in the spiritual realm, but it's on my physical body. I I had no energy for anything, not to do anything. I lay on the couch. I was, um, what does Justin Abraham say? I was, anyway, here's a word he uses to say he, he's wiped out. He's, he's just, he can't do anything. He is just um, without energy. Mm -hmm. That's what happened for me. But... What happened then after that, the next morning when, when I woke up to do my prayer, oh, my goodness, it was absolutely amazing. It was 
it was uh, like I was in I was in the heavens. I go glory, I, glory, hallelujah. I I can go to the court and. I have established a trading floor that goes on and on and on. I can't even see the end of my trading floor. So now I can trade for my generations coming on for, for holiness and righteousness yes. and light and peace yes. and joy and, and all the good stuff. Mm. But it, cool. is, it is the most liberating um, experience of my life. That's Has amazing. Been. That's amazing. That's wonderful. That's yes, that's amazing. Yes. And thank you for sharing that, Ruthie, because that really casts a vision of what's possible. It can be done and it has been done. Look right. at you. Yeah. But yes. you stuck with it. Oh, goodness. Yes. You didn't I had to. But you did not count the cost, and you no. sold yourself into Yahweh's heart. Right. You did everything that he led you to do to walk in full righteousness. Because I, we are promised in scripture that if we repent, he forgives us. Right. And we are restored. He's faithful. He's faithful to cleanse us from all sins and, and to... to from all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness, yes. yes. Now that word all is really important. Not some, not a pinky's worth. All. Mary's also doing work on her autosomes. I can tell you, I mean, how's that going? It's just, how it is it? It continues to be a process. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know some of my ancestry. I have not done ancestry.com. I'm planning to do it. But I know some things. My ancestry goes back to England and particularly Wales. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the deep, deep past, the deep past of before many centuries, Stonehenge, everything way, way back. But we also have a line that got introduced because some of our people went to India. Mm. So there's some of that. Now, I know there's some other things. But I am going ahead to do Ancestry.com to find out more information about that. Now, I understand better now what was happening to me as a teenager. Because I was fascinated with ancient things and medieval things. Oh, wow. And I was also very interested in the fantasies that that produced. Hmm. And I was sharing this with my mother one day on the phone. Um, because I was in a boarding school at the time, part of the tradition of the British family. And she cautioned me and said, you don't know what's going on. You don't understand, but you're being pulled into something that is not good for you right now. You need to step back. You need to step away. Now, I didn't understand all of that. She didn't fully comprehend everything, but she knew more about the Welsh line of the family. And so I listened to her. And I stepped away from it. So now it makes sense to me. And now the Lord is leading me to do what I need to do. To step into those places. Cleanse them. Cut them off. Burn them up. And be released from triggers that come into my day-to-day -day interactions now. What do you feel when you get, when you get uh, released from when you're dealing with your autosomes? What have you felt 
in terms of the release of that or dealing with an honest well actually the release of that has helped me move into a place of rest Mm -hmm. in order to understand further revelation from the lord to administrate from a place of rest whoa awesome now it doesn't mean that i don't do also other parts of my repentance if i make a mistake right in an interaction with a family member i go quick keep short accounts yeah but I'm no longer at the effect of a deeper hook. Yes, good. So here's the way I addressed my autosomes. And it took me about three months. And I don't want folks to think this is a complicated issue. It really isn't. But let me ask you this question. When, when Yahweh, if you really think about it, when he talks about it in his scriptures and he tells us that we are to be spotless, a, a spotless bride, without spot or wrinkle, it's not just words on a paper that's put there there is a deeper revelation meaning and exactly what mary said he says that we can be washed clean from all unrighteousness right which means we can walk in righteousness and folks today like never before yahweh is calling you to walk in full righteousness but we have to engage with the salvation that he has given us through sanctification Right. And that will make us clean. And that's addressing our autosomes. So for me, I went and I connected addressing my autosomes with doing communion. So when I did communion, if you haven't listened to our podcast on the supernatural power of communion, I highly suggest you do that. It's really powerful. And what I was doing at that time was three communions a day. And I said, well, I'm going to address three autosomes a day. And I literally, in my sanctified imagination, I imagined an autosome. Now, I may not know even exactly what the sin is on that autosome. Now, when Ian Clayton talks about it, he actually had, he had the ability to, to, to step inside and take a look, actually take a look at his autosomes. And he could see the being, when he would address an autosome, he could see the being that was attached to that autosome. And he, would, he could look all the way back in his ancestral line and see the actual trait that took place. This being had like a flat beak. It was like one of the ugliest creatures you've ever seen. But an ancestor of his thousands of years ago had did a trade with that evil being. We're not talking about a demonic spirit. We're talking about an evil being that because there are other evil beings that Lucifer went to when he traded not only his not only the 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 demons which are the spiritual beings that became you know good beings that became evil good angels that became evil there are other beings around which we know of because it talks about it in job that that lucifer also traded with and evil then entered into their hearts because they were open to it and so this being this, his family member thousands of years ago had traded with this being and it had entered because of that trade. It had created a platform in his family, family line that that being could now have access to him and any of his other, any, any of his family line because of that trade. And so this is what we're talking about. So what I did was I went and I couldn't see every single being that I addressed, but I did say this. I said, I am determined to deal with this platform because I had been tired of being attacked by demonic spirits, attacked by evil beings. Okay. It, um, you know, entering the home at night, shadow beings, all types of things. So I was like, enough, 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 enough. Mm-hmm. So yes, I did it by faith. I used my communion and I did it three times a day. I addressed 
one autosome per communion that I did. And I just said, Ruach HaKodesh, I'm, first of all, folks, I'm in a relationship with the Godhead so that I, we communicate, we talk, and I can hear, I can see them, and I can communicate. So I know, right, when they speak to me. So I said, Ruach HaKodesh, I'm going to do this with one autosome a day until it is completely addressed. And I don't care how long it takes. I was that committed. I don't care if it takes me a year. I don't care if it takes me two years. Right. Well, it took me three months. It took me a more than three months, actually. It was, it was more than three months, a little more than three months. And I was able to address it. Now, how do I know that? Because, <laughs> praise Yahweh. Because when I go to the court nowadays, it's so silent. Wouldn't you like to go to the court? <laughs> I just enter in every now and then yeah. just to see. All right. And I go to the court. Have you ever been to the court where there's no accusations? I keep, like Mary said, very short accounts if something happens. Right. So now, if anything were to come against me, immediately I ask myself, what is the platform mm -hmm. that allows that thing to come against me? And folks, once you get to that point, let me tell you something. You are hearing so clearly there's no blockages. Chaos is gone around your life. You can walk into a room and shift the atmosphere because you're connected with the heart of Yahweh everywhere you go. It is so powerful. And all I can do is testify to what it has done to me. So you can either believe us or you cannot. And you're more than welcome to choose whichever the way you feel that Yahweh is leading you in how to address your the record, the autosomes and the generational sins. But I can only testify to what it has done for yeah. me. Right. I don't get attacked. I live in peace. I live with my spirit man governing over my body my soul is in line with my spirit and so is my body and it is freedom it's true freedom and it gives me now instead of fighting and warding off attacks gives me the ability to now really just focus on walking out my destiny's goal now i'm not saying that means every circumstance in my life is easy what i am saying is i have gotten to the point where it says i can joy i can have joy in trials and tribulations. I can glory in trials and tribulations because I know it's for the strengthening of my character. It's not that, oh, well, the devil's coming against me or all chaos. No, I know because I have a, I have a connection with Yahweh that I'm secure in the fact that I know that all things are going to turn out for my good. And what, I'm, what we're saying, folks, is you can live a life of victory right. and freedom like this. And I want to encourage you, First, do it for yourself. Don't focus so much. And even if your family, even if it's your spouse, even if it's your children, chaos and your adult children or your aunt or your grandparent, focus on doing this for yourself. Just doing it for yourself will transform the lives of those around you, the home in which you live. And then you can hear clearly from Yahweh direction as to now how to address your family's needs, your adult children's needs. If you're an adult and you're dealing with this and you've got children, then you are covering your children because they're under the age of majority and they're under your covering, okay? So as you're cleaning, you're also cleaning it for your children. Right. But I really want to encourage you all to engage in this process and you will not regret it. So Philippians 2 so, says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So what you've done, Nina, is created new platforms. 
Right. Good platforms. Right. right. That right. Yahweh can come and set him, his, his kingdom on. Right. So this is how I did it. I went into the court, just like you would to address a generational sin. And when I addressed the root, so let's say I'm addressing the, I know that there's a pattern in my family of fear. So I step into the mobile court and I say, uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here, Yahweh, which I do. And of course, I welcome all of the witnesses that are there in the court, cloud of witnesses, Yeshua, Ruach HaKodesh, who's guiding, cloud, uh, Yeshua, who's the advocator, then governors and tutors, okay, seven spirits of Yahweh, the governors that are assigned to me, all of, all of, and any angels that are also assigned to me, all of those individuals are in the court. And I, I address, I admit and repent for fear, for engaging, trading with fear for myself, one, two, for my generational line, and then three, all the way back to the record from when it first entered my generational line, either through seed line trading, which means trading my ancestry, trading their seed with evil beings, or the overshadowing, the forced in intrusion from evil beings, the overshadowing into my family line. It talks about that in Genesis, how the sons of daughter were taken, right? Right. It says that, okay? How they were taken. They were forcibly taken by the evil beings, okay? And so uh, by the overshadowing of evil beings into my ancestral line, I address it all the way back to the record for when that first entry that took place. And that's it, folks. That's what you do. That Now, that's specifically addressing, addressing fear back to its root. If I'm going to just address an autosome, if you're someone that sees and hears, you can, I don't know if you want to see it. I would suggest doing one autosome at the time. I've had people say, can I just go and address all the autosomes and get rid of it? Folks, don't be in too, don't be in too much in of a hurry. And then also on top of that, can you handle, yeah. can you handle the truth? That's right. Can you handle all of the things that your ancestral line has done? I would not suggest it. Remember, be led by Ruach HaKadosh. So I picked one autosome and I said, this communion bread that I'm taking, this piece of bread is a representation of one autosome. So I would do communion, engage in communion from communion, which I do at the throne of grace. That's one of the places I do communion in the kingdom realm at the throne of grace. I would then step into the mobile court and then handle that one autosome. And I say, Yahweh, today I bring this one autosome from my, from my DNA. I bring it up before you and I bring up that accuser before you. And then I admit and repent. Sometimes Ruach HaKadosh will tell me what's actually involved in that one, one um, blemish. Sometimes uh, Ruach HaKadosh won't. I'll just deal with that one blemish. But either or, you're doing it by faith. And then, of course, you ask for the blood covering of Yeshua. And uh, so after you've admitted and repented all the way back to the record for your sins, for the sins of your generations, and all the way back to the record, and that's when you ask for the covering of the blood of Yeshua. And by that covering, you get that judgment. You ask for that judgment to take place under the covering of the blood of Yeshua. And then you go about 
the rest of the court process like you would do for anything else that you address. So instead of going to the court for every little bitty thing, every time something is happening, I mean, running back and forth, up and down to the court, begin to deal with the root of all these issues and you'll cover all of it. And now I don't really have to go to the court unless there's a specific thing. You know why? I'm not in the mobile court as much. I'm engaging in some of the higher courts because I'm legislating and I'm governing. And I hope that was clear enough. What do you think? So when you do this and you repent and you ask for the judgment, the full judgment of God on that, yeah. and judgment takes place, just remind us what you do. Okay. So after that, uh, judgment takes place, and then that autosome that evil being or beings that are represented in that autosome are in the court and then i ask for the judgment to be placed upon them and that's when that judgment is dealt with they're uh, eradicated or, or sent to the pit or scorched or whatever the judgment is yahweh usually asks me what would you like done and and then i say and then so i tell yahweh what i want done to you know be totally this this evil being or beings to be totally eradicated and then I turn my back from it, from that sin, from that record, turn the intent of my heart to Yahweh and commit and covenant with a, with a divorce decree from those sins or from that sin or from that sins that came out of that autosome with a divorce decree and a covenant telling Yahweh what I will now covenant, which is really just to commit the intent of my heart to him and my whole being and, and, and everything that he would have, and I, have for me. And I choose to walk this perfect perfect will in my destiny scroll i choose to walk that out and i gotta tell you <laughs> after that you come out if you need to do any type of decreeing or declaring yahweh will tell you he'll give you an enforcement decree you may need to enforce something in your life let's say specifically you are dealing with something that deals with finances now you can and now you can decree and, and enforce the decree of hey all that stuff that was stolen from me now you come back Okay, now you come back in, you know, Yeshua's name, you come back, come back into my ancestral line. I claim you It's something that I can do because now Yahweh trusts you. He can trust you with his resources. And so I hope that's clear enough. Well, what I do when I finish with that also, after being given a declaration and doing that, I engage with the heavenly realm to praise and thank him for what has been done. Very good praise and worship and joy is released over this which is what i carry in my heart after i have finished this, awesome so that i'm walking through my day with joy glory and actually the joy doesn't get dislodged then. Yeah, right with yeah. everything that is being dealt with and regular life now is unfolding because i just took care of an issue and it is um i become a vessel of joy man you mean you can live in permanent joy <laughs> yes Wow. And peace. Hallelujah. And peace. You can live in peace. Yes. Who wants to live in peace? Can I get a witness? Who wants to live in joy? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. In any yes. type of circumstance. Any type of circumstance. So this is a process. Yes. This is a process where we step into faith. We deal with the things through what the Lord has shown us to deal with. We engage with that. We finish it. We shut that file. We burn it up. Then we declare and then we celebrate. Yes. Awesome. Now this is protocol, but it's not legalism. Yeah, good. that's good. That's good. That's good. 
That's really good. That's really good. So any closing uh, words from you ladies? That was an excellent word for Mary. What do you got? Any closing words, Ruthie? Yeah, I, w- I just want to say now you uh, speak a blessing over your life, over the life of your family, over where you live, uh, because a blessing is a prayer or invocation for good as opposed to a curse. So now every time you open your mouth, you are speaking a blessing and invocation for good to work all the way through your generation. Now that is effectively working on your family's behalf from a vessel who is speaking it, who is going through the cleansing process. And now everything that you speak, the more you're cleansing, the deeper you're addressing the roots, the more effective what you're decreeing is. And then, and we know, we know these things release frequency. And we know it's a fact that love is the highest frequency. Yes. So you forgive your ancestors because it's all, it's all cleansed. And then you love them back to Yahweh. Mm. Good. That's really, really good. Really, really good. Love is always a good note to begin with and to end with. (laughs) (laughs) So we love everybody who's listening. We love you. Everybody that's listening. Just feel the love of Yahweh and the vibration and frequency of our sound as we just speak. Uh, Right now, a a blessing over you that you won't feel overwhelmed with this whole process that the seven spirits of Yahweh, wisdom, counsel, and understanding, and knowledge. and might, and knowledge, and those the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord will be all around you, helping you, guiding you, and leading you throughout this process, that you will truly become a human being yes. that is so connected to Yahweh's heart, that everything you speak, everything you say, and everything you do will be, will come out of a desire that comes from him and your effectiveness in this world will be so astounding. The world will look at you and see that you walk a life full of righteousness, holiness. There's no more battle. There's no more struggle. And you are walking in the destiny that Yahweh has for you. We speak that over your lives because we love you. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that Yahweh loves you too. Amen. 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 We love you. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.